Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Joshua. Hey there, faithful listeners. This is Jen with the Bible Explained podcast, and I am just so excited that you're here on this lovely Wednesday morning. And today we're going to be talking about Joshua chapter four, because don't forget on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, I talk about the Old Testament. And right now we are in the book of Joshua and I'm doing full chapters as of right now. That's going to continue to keep going on like that for a couple more chapters. Then I'll break them up into smaller sections like I have done previously. So today I'm going to be reading the entire chapter of Joshua four, which is verses one all the way through twenty four. It's not too long, but it's talking about one specific theme, which is remembering God's miracles. So let's go ahead and read this together and discuss it. I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. as per usual. When all the nation had completely crossed over the Jordan, Yahweh spoke to Joshua, saying, Take twelve men out of the people, a man out of every tribe, and command them, saying, Take from out of the middle of the Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones. Carry them over with you and lay them down in the place where you'll camp tonight. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel, a man out of every tribe. Joshua said to them, cross before the ark of Yahweh your God into the middle of the Jordan, and each of you pick up a stone and put it on your shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask in the future, saying, what do you mean by these stones? Then you shall tell them, because the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of Yahweh's covenant. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. The children of Israel did as Joshua commanded and took up the 12 stones out of the middle of the Jordan, as Yahweh spoke to Joshua, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. They carried them over with them to the place where they camped and laid them down there. Joshua set up 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant stood, and they are there to this day. For the priests who bore the Ark stood in the middle of the Jordan until everything was finished that Yahweh commanded Joshua to speak to the people, according to all that Moses commanded Joshua, and the people hurried and passed over. When all the people had completely crossed over, Yahweh's Ark crossed over with the priests in the presence of the people. The children of Reuben and the children of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh crossed over armed before the children of Israel as Moses spoke to them. About 40,000 men, ready and armed for war, passed over before Yahweh to battle to the plains of Jericho. On that day, Yahweh magnified Joshua in the sight of all of Israel, and they feared him as they feared Moses all the days of his life. Yahweh spoke to Joshua, saying, Command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant that they come up out of the Jordan. Joshua therefore commanded the priests, saying, Come up out of the Jordan. When the priests who bore the Ark of Yahweh's covenant had come up out of the middle of the Jordan, and the soles of the priests' feet had been lifted up to the dry ground, the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and went over all of its banks as before. The people came up out of the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month and encamped in Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. Joshua set up the twelve stones, which they took out of the Jordan, in Gilgal. He spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. 
For Yahweh your God had dried up the waters of the Jordan from before you until you had crossed over, as Yahweh your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up from before us, until we had crossed over, that all the people of the earth may know that Yahweh's hand is mighty, and that you may fear Yahweh your God forever. So on Monday we talked about the parting of the Jordan River, and all of the water, like, like went up into this big giant mound, basically. (laughs) So the people were able to cross over the Jordan River on dry ground. And not only were they able to cross over, but the Ark of the Covenant stood in the middle of the Jordan River. And the people were still able to like have enough room that they didn't come too close to God's Ark of the Covenant because they weren't supposed to come too close to it. They were supposed to remain about 900 meters away from the ark at all times. So that's what we talked about on Monday. And now it says when the nation had completely crossed over the Jordan. So this would be about two million people crossing over the Jordan on dry ground. And by the way, it was also like the flood season. So the Jordan River was extra difficult, would have been extra difficult to to pass over unless God had performed this miracle. It says, When the nation had completely crossed over the Jordan, Yahweh spoke to Joshua, saying, Take twelve men out of the people, a man out of every tribe, and command them, saying, Take from out of the middle of the Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones. Carry them over with you and lay them down in the place where you'll camp tonight. So twelve men were assigned to the task of going near the Ark of God's covenant and taking the twelve stones. So it was a man from each tribe of Israel. So I don't know if Joshua chose like elders, probably he did, but he chose 12 men from each tribe. And you might be wondering, well, aren't there 13 tribes? Well, technically the tribe of Manasseh and the tribe of Ephraim were half tribes of the tribe of Joseph. So I would guess Joshua just chose a man out of Manasseh or Ephraim for the tribe of Joseph, basically. And so anyway, 12 men were given the task of going near the Ark of the Covenant where the priests stood to go get these stones out of literally the middle and the very bottom of the Jordan River. I don't know how deep the Jordan River is. I'm kind of curious to see. Hang on a second. I'm going to look. So it says that the Jordan River is about 10,000 feet wide at its widest point and about 50 to 200 feet deep or 15 to 60 meters deep for all of you guys that don't live in America. So yeah, that's not super duper deep, but it is deep. But anyway, if the priests were standing in the middle of the Jordan River, let's just say that where they were standing were like 150 feet deep, you'd probably get some pretty solid rocks down there. I remember at the old house, we dug a pond in our front yard, we had a tiny itty bitty pond that just uh, grew a whole bunch of reeds and you couldn't even see the pond. I don't even know how deep it was. It was very small, but we ended up expanding it. So it became a pretty decent sized pond and we made it pretty deep too. I don't know how, how deep we made it, probably like 20 to 30 feet deep. We were getting some huge rocks out of the bottom of that uh, pond there. We actually pulled up two very large rocks and uh, got them out of there and rolled them. I don't know why we did this, but we rolled them up and made them like decorations. They looked really tacky, but (laughs) yeah, you can get some pretty decent sized rocks, like the deeper you go. 
So I'm going to guess that these weren't just like tiny little pebbles they were picking out of the bottom of the Jordan River. It seems to me like these would have been like some pretty massive rocks that they were getting at the bottom of the Jordan River where the priests were standing. And so it says that Joshua called the 12 men he had prepared from the children of Israel, a man out of every tribe, and he says, cross before the ark of Yahweh your God into the middle of the Jordan, and each of you pick up a stone and put it on your shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. So see, these weren't like little pebbles. There's be no point to like put a like small rock up on your shoulder. Like these would have been pretty solid, massive rocks. So I would guess Joshua, maybe he couldn't use elders and maybe he used like just strong fit men from each tribe to go get a pretty solid rock. And not only that, these uh, men would have to be pretty strong, fit young men because they had to carry this rock all the way back. And the Jordan River was not, I would guess, not a very easy hike to carry a huge giant boulder on your shoulder uh, out of the Jordan River. But anyway, these these 12 men were, were tasked with a very special task of being able to get near the Ark of God's Covenant. But they had to be very respectful. They had to do everything God told them to do. They had to pick their rock up and they had to carry it on their shoulder and they had to go back and set it down as a memorial to God. So it says... Uh, the Israelites did as Joshua commanded. They took up the 12 stones out of the middle of the Jordan, as Yahweh spoke to Joshua, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. So they took 12 stones. They did everything Joshua and Yahweh commanded them to do. They carried them over with them to the place where they camped and laid them down there. So I think they were camping at Gilgal, Gilgal. And so that's where they would have made this memorial. And Gilgal was a pretty important place for the Israelites because they spent a good portion of their time there, especially at the very beginning. So it'd be good to have this memorial to remember this uh, crazy miracle God performed for them, you know, allowing them to cross the Jordan River during like the flood season and piling all the water up in this giant mound that would probably be about as tall as a small mountain, I would guess. I mean, can you imagine all that water just like piling up in a huge heap. Like it says that God did that a far way off. I don't know how far Adam, the city of Adam is away from Gilgal because it says that's where God placed all the water was near the city of Adam. <laughs> and so I can't even imagine like this city a far way off. You can see all the water piled up like this would have to be as tall as a mountain. And we kind of talked about that um, on Monday also. But my point is, is that this was a great and amazing miracle that God performed for the Israelites. And so having this memorial there would serve as a purpose to them that they would always remember God's amazing miracles that he performed, not just the parting of the Jordan River, but God also says to remember the parting of the Red Sea as well. So these two Miracles were linked. And once again, I did talk a little bit about that on Monday. They were linked because the parents of this generation of Israelites saw God perform the miracle of the parting of the Red Sea. And the children grew up with that story of God's amazing power doing that. 
And now they were able to experience it and see it for themselves with the the parting or rather the rolling away of the Jordan River. Now, in the middle of the story, in verses 12 through 14, it says the children of Reuben, the children of Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh crossed over armed before the children of Israel as Moses spoke to them. About 40,000 men ready and armed for war passed over before Yahweh to battle to the plains of Jericho. So what this means is that the two and a half tribes that decided to stay on the other side of the Jordan River completed their promise and went into battle or were about to go into battle with their fellow Israelite brothers. And so they kept their promise. So this little promise that they kept is kind of like placed right in the middle of this story, which is kind of interesting. (laughs) To me, it seems a little disjointed, but it's not exactly disjointed because it shows that those two and a half tribes were also able to witness and experience this miracle. And maybe that's why God actually had the two and a half tribes keep this promise. Like Moses was very clear with Gad, Reuben, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, or half of Manasseh, that if they stayed beyond the Jordan River on the other side of it, they still had to go over the Jordan with their brothers and sisters and help them take the promised land. And maybe it was because God wanted the entire nation of Israel to experience this amazing and wonderful miracle that he was going to perform for them at the Jordan to show them this amazing power. And I mean, what does God say here at the very end in verse 24? He says, when the kids ask, what do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know saying, Israel came over this Jordan. So all of Israel, including the tribe of Reuben, Gad, and half of Manasseh. Israel came over this Jordan on dry land for Yahweh your God dried up the waters of the Jordan from before you when you crossed over as God did with the Red Sea which he dried up before us until we crossed over. And so he says that all the peoples of the earth may know that Yahweh's hand is mighty and that you may fear Yahweh or God forever. So that was the point. He wanted Israel to fear him. And I don't mean fear as in like be in complete and total dread of something. Like when Jesus tells us not to fear, it's not the same kind of fear. It's more of like, complete awe and respect for God and for God's power. And in some ways you can see in scripture that people are very fearful when like angels and God's glory like comes to visit them. They like fall on their face as dead. Basically, that's what it says in the book of Daniel. Daniel was so terrified when he saw an angel that he literally fell down basically as dead and was, uh, touched by the angel so that he could like regain his strength because that is how terrifying it is to see God's glory. And that's how terrifying it is to see an angel. And so, yeah, sometimes we are very fearful in that way because we realize like how terrible we are as compared to God. We realize like how mortal we are as compared to God because God is so great and so powerful and so wonderful. So sometimes, yeah, in scripture, it does look like this this fear where we realize like how small we are compared to God. But in general, God wants us to respect him. God wants us to remember 
his miraculous power. And he tells the people to set up this memorial so that they will always remember. And not just them, but that the children would hear these stories. The children would see this memorial and remember what God did for their parents or for their grandparents or great-grandparents. These 12 stones were supposed to be a memorial that the entire nation of Israel would remember these amazing miracles of God when he parted the Red Sea and when he parted the Jordan River. I'm going to end with a story. About a month ago, I did something very, very stupid. (laughs) I went outside to help my husband cut wood. Because as you guys know, we live in the middle of uh, woods. So we have a lot of trees. We get we get a lot of fallen trees. So we're working on getting them like cleared off the property right now. So my husband has this axe, okay? And so I went outside and I wasn't exactly expecting to use the axe. So I didn't put good footwear on. I had some sandals on. And I'm like, okay, I want to try the axe. And my husband's like, well, you should probably get some good footwear on. And I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. And so I like defiantly go and use this axe without having good footwear on. And the worst part was (laughs) I didn't know how to use an axe very well. So I swung through the, the log and missed and I cut through the top of my sandal and made a little gash on the top of my foot. And my husband looked at me with horror in his eyes and he thought like we would have to go to the ER because of what I did. This was a very sharp axe. But all it did was make the tiniest little cut because it hit exactly where my sandal was, like the top of my sandal. And it cut through that and the top of my sandal literally protected my entire foot. So I told my husband after that, I'm like, see, sandals are good footwear for. (laughs) Oh, my husband was really mad at me. But um, but I have a scar on my foot and I love that little scar. I love it because it reminds me of how God protected me. Like I did something so stupid, right? Like trying to use an axe in sandals, like flip flops. (laughs) And yet God still protected my foot. And literally all I have is like the tiniest little scar where the axe like cut through the top of my foot. And like it was nothing like I literally went inside, put some peroxide on it and put a bandaid on it. And it was like fine two days later. And it was just so funny and so amazing and miraculous. And I love that scar because it reminds me of how God protected me. And so it's kind of good in some ways to have little reminders of God's love for you and God's protection of you. When God speaks to you next time or when you experience God doing something like really miraculous for you or protecting you in some way, keep note of it because it helps you remember the miracles of God. And since God wants us to remember these miracles, he goes to such great lengths to tell the Israelite nation, like, remember me, remember that I love you then maybe it's a good thing for us to do the exact same thing and set little memorials and reminders for ourselves of the wonderful love that God has for us. But there's one other thing I want to mention here actually about this chapter. 
is that the Ark of the Covenant went into the water first, stayed in the middle of the Jordan River when it was dry, and then once every single person had crossed and once these stones were like picked up, then the Ark of the Covenant went out last. And of course, the Ark of the Covenant is a picture of the Holy Spirit. So this literally means that the Holy Spirit was at the beginning of this miracle, in the middle of it. So he was there in the middle of the people, like crossing this river, and he was there at the very end of it as well. And so that's just a really cool picture also that we can take from this. This was a really fun episode for me to do. I love these ones where you can just see God's like radiant love shining down on people. And today that was one of these episodes. I just thought it was very sweet. One of my goals actually someday is to go visit the promised land. I would love to see some of these amazing um, structures that are still around to this day. But anyway, faithful listeners, you will see my contact information in the description of the podcast episode. So if you have a prayer request or you just want to introduce yourself, then please contact me with the email I listed below. But guys, I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your Wednesday. Happy listening and God bless.